I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How about that? Yeah, I, okay. You know, I can usually tell when you have something to say, but I thought you did there. No, no, no. How, how about what? How about... You know, what I just said. Oh, before We're the live break. everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was simpler than I thought. Yeah. Okay. How about that? We are. It's, yeah. uh, isn't that a great thing? amazing. Isn't that right? a great thing? You isn't, just open the app and there we are. Isn't that cool? You can see us. We're running around, talking. Yeah. Have fun. Uh, we know you look forward to this. Monday at 5 is the Hour of Candidates. Do you look forward to this, John? I know you do. I look forward to everything. You're in a very cheery mood today. That's nice. Mm-hmm. We uh, will give you 30 seconds of precious KFI airtime to make your pitch for office. That's Monday at 5.05 is when we open up the lines. They will be locked off until then, so don't call early. Don't try to get in line at like 4.30. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get through. It's going to be ramp, ramp, ramp. I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah, that's a real pleasant sound. Uh, the number, you can jot it down because we don't often give it out. I think it's been months since we took actual listener calls, hasn't it? Probably. Well, you know, what I was going to do, I was going to, maybe we'll do this next week. Talk to, to people that have given up on working. <laughs> Did you see the you story think, today? You, wait, do you think you could rouse them to dial the phone? Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, Apparently, I'd like these I'd labor like... numbers. It came out today. The number even increased more. Men twenty-five to forty-four who were not participating in the workforce. It jumped again a little bit. So you know, I, know. I it, it's it's it, I, it is fascinating. I don't know how many people would want to talk about it, but generally they're not married because, like I said yesterday, women don't marry guys who don't work, unless you know you're a, a tech billionaire and you've retired. So odds are they don't have a partner. They don't have a job. Do they really just uh, watch porn and play video games all day? What's wrong with that? I'm not passing judgment on it. Is yeah. I go, is that really the life? Sounds pleasant. <laughs> it does. I don't play video games. I don't watch porn. But... Oh, I was going to say. 
Some people spend a lot of time doing those things. Yeah. I'm not one I of thought them. you were just going to well, deny Well, would you like to watch baseball all day if there was such a thing? Yes. Uh, no, I, that's that's why um, I forced myself to work because if I'm not working, it's it's not going to be good. Yeah. I remember when I first met you and you did a morning show, so you'd be home early. You would just lie there the rest of the day. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I had no Eventually, you might get up and... Uh-huh. Eat a half a hamburger and then later on have a drink at the bar downstairs, and that was about your day. Well, and I was living with three other guys. We'd all do the same thing. Yeah, we'd all do the same thing. Uh, uh, the uh, latest uh, poll shows that the Los Angeles mayor's race is very close. And what's significant to point out is just this one paragraph. In the last poll just over a month ago, Karen Bass led among Latino likely voters by six points, 35 to 29. She now trails by 17% in that same group to Caruso, 48 to 31. That's where he's really pulled, uh, turned this race around. Well, I mentioned he has reached out and he has got a lot of ads in Spanish. Whatever they are, I don't see them. They're working, it looks like. I, I mentioned this yesterday. I've been looking at where he campaigns every day. Yeah, you did. I, yeah. I ended up on on somebody's uh, email list, right? And he he sends out an email, or his staff does, so that the press can cover one thing or another. And he has a lot of events every day, and most of them have been in Hispanic and Black neighborhoods. Not all of them, but a disproportionate number compared to the way you watch most candidates conduct business. And I I, I it's been very consistent for months now. He has put a tremendous amount of time into those neighborhoods. He's doing a lot of advertising, I'm sure. I don't watch Spanish TV, so I, I, but I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of ads. But but the actual, you know, contact with people, and you, you know how that works, because in a lot of those neighborhoods, uh, it, it's uh, these are crowded neighborhoods, and if somebody like him shows up, word spreads. Right. People hear about it. People talk about it. And I, I'm guessing it's generated a lot of goodwill because they know what, what, what Caruso said yesterday uh, to us. It's like everybody feels like they haven't been heard. No matter what neighborhood you go to, from the west side to the east side of the valley, people feel like nobody's listening. And, and that is the hallmark of this entire era in Los Angeles. Nobody's home in government. Garcetti's not there. City council's not there. They're busy taking bribes and hookers. Nobody's there. And so now here comes a guy, and he's there, and he's talking to them. And don't underestimate that. When somebody talks about the stuff you care about, the power it has. That's that's, what Trump did. That's what Trump did. And I have explained that. He did rally after rally all over the place, reaching and and getting people to understand that he understands. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had over the last six or seven years with somebody who's either anti-Trump or doesn't understand the Trump phenomena. And it's the first thing I always say. I go, he went into middle-class, blue-collar sections of the country and talked about the stuff they cared about. Talked about their jobs being sent overseas. Talked about uh, this global trade with with China. Talked about immigration. Talked about stuff that was uh, deeply impacting their lives. And, And that's why he got as much as he did. One thing that also happened, according to this poll her unfavorability rating rose significantly those caruso ads scientology the usc scholarship mm. people don't really know much about karen bass right. she's been around a long time but they're looking at that and they're like oh my she's one of those uh, creepy right. politicians right 
So the Scientology thing was just icky. It just made you uncomfortable. And then the, 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 the scholarship thing from USC looks like a bribe. Looks like she was doing the same thing that Ridley Thomas yeah, did. And in fact, she still hasn't turned over the application. No. Because she said in a debate, oh, yeah, I applied. I can provide it to you before the election. Yeah. Hadn't done that. And in fact, she's not even answering questions about it anymore, saying, I've said enough about this. But the truth is, she, she didn't formally she, apply. The dean got her in. Yeah. No, the dean offered it the to her. The dean that's now guilty in a case involving Mark Ridley Thomas. Right. So it was the same thing as Ridley Thomas. And the prosecutors want to use the Bass deal as evidence to bolster the Ridley Thomas case. Why they don't charge her with something, I don't know. Makes no sense to me. Nobody's explained that. Maybe she's got some kind of Teflon. Maybe it's because she's running for mayor and they don't want to go through that. But nobody's explained to me why it isn't the same thing. On paper, it looks like a, a, an exact copy. So, yeah, yeah, that, that, that drove down her negatives because she's running around with uh, Mr. Miss Nice and Smiley and Charming, and it's like, oh, my God, you got a, a freaking $95,000 scholarship? Who gets that? Who gets that? You're in your 60s? Now, and why here, would you get that? Here is another nugget, which I find troubling and I think indicative as to what's going to happen next week. 20% of people surveyed already voted. Caruso had a slight lead there, 49-46. People are going to vote on Election Day like John Cobelt. He's also leading. Guess where she's ahead? Oh, people who plan to mail or drop off their ballots but haven't done it yet. 50 to 33 for Bass. Mm -hmm. That's what happened in June. They were still counting votes for days, I think even a week or two after Election Day of the June 7th primary, and she pulled ahead. It's happening again. Now, maybe they won't end up dropping off their ballots or mailing them. They're just saying Who they're knows? going to do that. I, I mean, I mean, the polling, the polling indicates a four-point differential. That's within the margin of error. I also looked at uh, Real Clear Politics today had a ranking of all the pollsters, and uh, this this Berkeley outfit. Uh, it's, oh, not good. Uh, out of twenty-one state pollsters, they ranked Berkeley yeah. is thirteenth. On average, it's off by 3.7 points. So that's roughly the differential between Bass and Caruso. So it, it nobody knows. But, but, you know, she had a 15-point lead just a month ago. Now it's four. And there's 13% that still say they haven't decided yeah. which one they're going to pick. So right. uh, I just – I know this. We're not going to have a definitive result Tuesday night. Not even Wednesday No, morning. the pattern will be what you say, uh, is that Caruso will have an early lead and then Bass will start coming on with the, with the mail-in ballots. <laughs> it's weird because the, the, ma the mail-in ballots come in first, but they're counted last. Uh, so that's kind of – that's a little uh, – Well, because if they come in on election day, they'll tell you they're too busy at polling places and mm. doing all the things they no. do that they can't look at them yet. This mail-in thing is just, is just awful. It's just ridiculous. So it's it's just you know it ultimately it'll just depend on the total numbers, you know. Maybe so Caruso's strength will be day of voting, or the week of voting. Her strength is going to be mail-in ballots that come in a month ahead of time. Whatever, you know. It's all it's all just the total numbers in the end. All right, uh, coming up, your chance at some money. We got another keyword for inflation bonus cash. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. There are two keywords left, and we will have the Moist Line folks in the 5 o'clock hour. We will have a hack for the dumpster. We'll bring in all the mob members we can summon to throw this hack in a dumpster who's never really been on our radar much until recently. 
and certainly deserves, based on comments in the last couple of weeks, to go into the dumpster. It reminds me that um, I saw a story today that one of the dopey, uh, whether it's MSNBC or CNBC hosts, was trying to explain to her audience that nobody really knows what the word inflation means. It's just a word that economists and journalists use. It means nothing to most people. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's the most twisted thing I think I've read today. Uh, she the, believes in inflation the, is just not something people think about or care about or a term that they even use. Wow. There are so many insane people who are yeah, making, that's really insane. making a lot of money with real media jobs. It's fascinating time. Uh, truly insane. That's what you get for having just too many channels. Too wide well, an internet. You just get crazy people babbling nonsense. And, and millions willing to believe it. Yeah, some of those audiences are in the hundreds of thousands. But they, yeah, but they make money. She's I making guess. a fat salary. Yeah, she definitely is. Yeah. No, they're starting to lay off some of those folks, I've read. So, Well, good. Yeah. Uh, the corruption at the city of Los Angeles involving the developers and the council people, this past week, we have a federal trial against uh, one of the big companies behind this. Shenzhen New World One, a company owned by a Chinese billionaire developer who's a fugitive. So the company's on trial, not the fugitive, because they don't have him in custody. His name is Wei Huang. He wanted to build a 77-story tower on the site of the L.A. Grand Hotel downtown. He actually acquired the property years ago in a deal that uh, was like $90 million dollars. And he tried to, here it is, 2011, 90 million. He planned to redevelop into a skyscraper featuring a mix of commercial space along with residential and hotel rooms. He filed an application with the city planning department in June of 2018, but the company did not submit the necessary paperwork to the city before the 2021 deadline. The application was terminated. And the reasons for that is that by then, Jose Huizar was on the radar. They did had gone and raided his offices and his home because they believed that he was bribed by this company. In fact, they think it totaled a million and a half dollars, 250 grand in casino chips, $600,000 loan, which Weezar never paid back. Uh, the way they laid this out to in detail, and that's why this trial's kind of fascinating. Now, again, Weezar is not on trial. This is the company. As we said the other day, I don't know what they're going to do, a criminal trial for a company. Do they make it pay something, or I? Oh, like PG and E. They got, they they had to pay. Yeah, they were found guilty of manslaughter or something. Right, and the sentence the sentence can be the company has to pay money. Oh, the way you you'd have a civil verdict, you could have a criminal verdict, and you pay a fine. So the gifts, the bribes included a ten day trip to Australia, visits to golf resorts, luxury suites, cash and many private gambling trips to Las Vegas hotels. And what's also fascinating about this story is that Jose Huizar used his own family members to launder the money. His mother, his brother, and his wife are among 14 witnesses who will be called by federal prosecutors to talk about the money laundering. In fact, the wife is still married to him, but she'll testify about multiple instances in which she deposited large amounts of cash into her personal checking account that she allegedly got from Weezar. So I guess they're doing this because they don't want to be well, in you, prison. If you cooperate, yeah, maybe you won't get jail. Yeah. 
Best mean, thing he's got his own trial coming next year, but they're like, well, well no, he was, we don't want to I mean, with you. It could be marriage in name only because he was running around on her. Yeah. He had a lot of it, a lot of affairs. Remember, he was uh, it was a, a sexual harassment case against yeah, him. Yeah, he actually used some of the bribe money to pay somebody off. Yeah, he was stalking uh, some woman that that worked with him. So, uh, you you know what? When it comes down to when you got a federal prosecution, you tell them everything. You you spill on uh, all your uh, conspirators, and and try to save your own rear end. Nineteen trips. To Las Vegas, he went there and met the billionaire. And if you haven't seen it, it's fascinating because casinos are full of cameras and you can see Weezar at the cashier's cage, cashing in the chips that I guess were part of the bribes. Yeah, those are funny pictures. Another way to launder the money is to be bribed in chips and then you transfer the chips to cash. and Or you give the chips to family members who convert it into cash. There's no question he's guilty. A whole lot of them are guilty. I mean, yeah, it's, a million I didn't half, know. it's a million and a half dollars and a quarter million in casino chips. I mean, this stuff really existed. They never got the building built, the development. It never happened. And in fact, they do have a defense attorney for the company who's saying the bribe wasn't necessary because nothing ever happened. Why would we bribe for a project you that know, was never built? The... Uh... The the, the 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 group of politicians who have either been involved in one scandal or another, they've been in prison, they've been forced from office. They mostly represent a lot of poor areas of the city, and they all should go to jail or be forced to resign or whatever the punishment is. But you have to start looking at at the voters here. What are you doing? I mean, Huizar <laughs> got replaced by Dilian. I, I, I mean, I you, you want it because you know everybody wants to complain that they 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 feel like they're not getting their share of uh, the goods in life, right? That their neighborhoods are being treated uh, badly, that uh, the government doesn't pay attention to them, that somehow they're second class. Well, look who you're electing. You're literally electing criminals, repeatedly electing criminals and thieves and liars. What do you think? You think you're going to have your district well taken care of? I mean, I mean do you, they, they don't even spend five minutes on the people in their district. They have no interest. The reason they ran for office is to do this. Weezar knew this is how you conduct business in L.A. That's why he ran. But, you know, if you're willing to walk around and do town hall meetings and, you know, meet the public at their festivals and fairs and say, yes, yes, I, I'm here to serve the public. I'm here to do good work. I represent you. I care about you. That's all you have to say. People go, oh, he cares about me. All right. When we come back, you've heard the expression, go woke, go broke. Well, we're going to find out with Twitter if it's go unwoke, go broke. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. 
Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You in? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I.com. Are you ready to get started? All right, we got good stuff from Biden and Trump coming your way in the four o'clock hour. We'll we'll bring out uh, the Bidenville desk and we'll tell you what uh, he said in the last 24 hours, which is uh, worth a play on KFI. It's coming up after four. And of course, the five o'clock hour brings us the moist line. Two parts, hacking a dumpster. There are still two more keywords where you could possibly win some money here on the John and Ken Show on KFI. So one of the big stories this morning, which had been out there all week, is that there was going to be layoffs at Twitter, uh, formerly now taken over by Elon Musk. The first sign that some of the company's 7,500 employees had that they were being laid off came when their email accounts were shut off late Thursday. I guess that would be a, there apparently wasn't an official word about termination. In Twitter offices in Ireland and Britain, employees stayed up late waiting for the San Francisco headquarters to inform them of their job status. Some did find out that they were unemployed in the middle of the night. I guess Elon Musk has decided that there's a, a lot of fat to cut there in the in the Twitter workforce. Well, there were a lot of executives that were let go before they uh, qualified for some uh, uh, stock bonus that was going to oh. cost uh, Musk millions of dollars. And he also has a heavy debt service to pay because he, he borrowed a lot of money. For the $44 billion buyout. Right, right. yeah. It says it's here a, he took on $13 billion in debt for the buyout. Right, so... The company has lost money eight of the past 10 years. I, I uh, If you're able to fire 50% of your workforce, I'm assuming most of those people uh, didn't do much useful. We'll find out, won't we? Uh, engineering and machine learning teams, the trust and safety teams that manage content moderation. Oh, that's your favorite, right? Oh, that's the one that decides that uh, whose, politicals, whose political views are not acceptable, yeah. And the sales and advertising departments. Now, Musk has admitted in a tweet this afternoon that they did lose a lot of advertising revenue over this change and these decisions. He's also complained, though, that they weren't getting advertising revenue because of all the woke content. So what we're going to find in the long run, if this continues, is whether or not, you know, because he's trying to, he thinks, bring back real free speech. Uh, that's exactly I, what I, I don't know what that means. Well, I he, mean, if the, you... The if, content moderation. He thinks that Twitter... Overdoes it in terms of woke politics, preventing people from having real free speech. Oh, he's right. They definitely penalized people who weren't woke enough. Right. But they, it, they, it, they deleted or they, they canceled? Well, it, or they... well like, the, like the Hunter Biden story, the New York Post was not allowed to put on Twitter. And they, sus they suspended the Post account, I believe, for two weeks. And then anybody else who tried to repost uh, the New York, uh, the, the, the Hunter Biden story... They were also blocked. Blocked. So that was the most egregious example. I'm not on Twitter. I've never posted on Twitter. I have heard that people who who aren't who post conservative thoughts tend to have it squashed. And and they they also all these all these uh, social media sites have a clever way. It's called shadow banning. They don't outright block or erase your post. They just make sure very few people see it. They have a way of 
of, of shrinking your audience without you being able to tell. And wow. and they and they discon like Facebook disconnects you from people that they find objectionable. I have a couple of uh, acquaintances on Facebook. They tend to post right wing stuff, nothing terrible, and suddenly they're disconnected. So I don't see their posts anymore. And I look and I check, and I used to follow them, and now I have unfollowed them. And it happens repeatedly, and that's when I figured out, oh, I get the game here. Uh, well, content, a content that these moderators don't like or the algorithm doesn't like just automatically disconnects you from all your friends so nobody can see your your material. And, you know, that's a stupid game. Five former Twitter workers filed a class action lawsuit because they say that the company did not follow the laws concerning advance notice of the layoffs. California and federal laws require companies to notify workers in advance of mass layoffs. I think it's at least 60 days. But what I understand this afternoon, Twitter is going to pay people through January so that they have uh, complied essentially with that part of the law. Uh, the other thing that's happening, and I know this will really bother you, John, celebrities are dropping Twitter. My God, I can't believe the ink that is wasted on this stuff. Celebrities have a lot of followers. Who cares? I mean, I mean, I mean, you talk, you talk. I mean, I've looked at that list of celebrities. Eighty uh, percent of them I never heard of. I, I've just got no interest in this in this whole world. I don't get it. I don't get following celebrities and waiting to hear what they think on on either their personal lives or their politics. I mean, there's almost everything else in life is more entertaining or interesting than that. Everything. Uh, well, you know what? Tr trying to rub uh, cream on a rash is more productive than, than than reading what a celebrity has to say about you know, some news story. Good lord! The Volkswagen Group joined several other companies in recommending that their automotive brands, Audi, Lamborghini, Bentley, Porsche, pause their spending on Twitter. The Danish brewing company Carlsberg Group people also have, did the same. People REI. have used Twitter as a weapon. You've got groups who organize on Twitter in order to attack people that they disagree with. That they, they weaponize these social media sites. I, yeah. I, 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 there's nothing. It, 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 there's so much awful stuff that comes out of these sites. I really, I pray every day they all go bankrupt. <laughs> I really do. I don't care about their issues. I don't care that Elon Musk bought it. What he does with it, he can just set it on fire for a life. That seems to be what he's doing. I think what he's trying to do is start over. If he's going to lose advertisers and he's going to lose followers, he wants to start over with a whole new business model. Well, it, it was it was it was a, it was a it was a crappy business model. They weren't making a lot of money. They were not. You know, it's it was and the maybe they did have way too many employees. Yeah. I mean, if you can fire half of them and still have people being able to tweet, then I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. Did when 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 it when a uh, like a. a, a Automotive factory lays off half their workforce. Does it get this kind of headlines? Do, do, right, do celebrities got... say, "Well, I'm not going to buy that model anymore"? No, it's it's only with, 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 with like tech people at Twitter. I'm we're supposed to cry for those that crowd. Why don't they go All get right, a real more, job? More coming up. John and Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll head over to Bidenville at four oh five. Got a couple of uh, audio clips to play for you. It looks like. He finally wanted to correct the record about exactly where his son Bo died. Been saying in some speeches for quite some time now that Bo died in Iraq. 
Well, Bo was in the military and served in Iraq, but he didn't actually die there. But that's Biden's interpretation. You'll see why he says that. Because <laughs> he doesn't remember. Uh, maybe. You can't misinterpret where your son died. Every, no, he's every... interpreted it differently because he thinks his son got cancer in Iraq that killed him. So he right, attributes he, it to Iraq and says he, he died there. He died in Washington, and there's no proof that he got the cancer because he served in Iraq. That's right. He's just right. made that up. When you got another son named Hunter, you got to rely on Bo for anything you can for sympathy. So he right. brings it up as often. Wouldn't as you can. like to know the true story of the Hunter Biden childhood with Joe? <laughs> somebody should do that story. How does that, somebody turn out that toxic and destructive? And Joe also said that uh, we were the poorest in Congress. He and his wife. Is that true? But I think that's indicative as to why the Bidens have been trying to enrich themselves all these years well, why, with why, Hunter's why, business deals. Why the whole family is made up of crooks? Yeah. All right. We'll talk about all this after the news at 4 o'clock. Uh, one thing that's particularly annoying in this world of, John has pointed out, horrible social media. People want to post things that go viral. They want to get a lot of likes, get a lot of attention. Is the parents that every now and then tries to involve their children in some record-making feat. <clears throat> Last Saturday, uh, the announcement was that an eight-year-old boy has climbed to the top of Yosemite's 3,000-foot El Capitan. And it's a man by the name of Joe Baker. I'm so proud of my son. He's now officially the youngest person to climb El Capitan. But many are questioning whether or not he actually climbed the face because it says that apparently what they did was two climbers set up a rope for the father and son to use hand clamps to climb up the rope they ever didn't really touch the rock's face as they ascended still i think it's kind of scary sounding but technically that's not really rock climbing that's sort of rope hauling uh some guy by the name of tom evans who hangs out in yosemite valley He's a guy with nothing to do. And he takes pictures of people climbing. And uh, he says they didn't climb a foot. They don't deserve any recognition. All they had to do was go up this little rope. They had no other responsibility otherwise. Hail the guides who were the climbers. Those guys were just tag-alongs. Climbing a rock is not climbing a rope. They were pulled up on a rope? They used hand clamps to pull themselves up on the rope. Right. The rope was hand set clamps. up by the, by the actual rock climbers. Right. Well, that's kind of a, a weird thing. This but is I a think lot of you, horse crap, isn't it? There's one thing that scares me more than anything is rock climbing. I, I could never, ever, ever, ever do that. I would not ever try that. When you watch those people, do you ever watch those documentaries? Um, I got two sons who do a lot of it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I they, don't care what kind of equipment you have. That's way too scary for me. Oh, they do They do stuff. I can't. I mean, they send me videos that, and I pass out. Yeah. One misstep? I, I, I just... I, I'm completely flummoxed by it. But, you know, I, what I'm saying is fine. You can climb a rock, but to, to get your eight-year-old kid involved in this and then try to make it sound like, you know, because people take this seriously, as you can see. If you're not really rock climbing, then what are you doing? And why are you involving your eight-year-old in an attempt to get attention because, and because claim of, a world record? Because That's of the, just sad. the biggest mental disease in uh, this country is narcissism. Right. The need to be recognized, to get attention. Right. <laughs> Who knew? 
I guess this was always inside people. We just, you know, if they'd invented all these stupid social media forums, uh, you know, 50 years ago, I suppose we would have found out then. But like, who knows how, that p- people are so desperate to be noticed and have a little bit of fame. Yeah, I, I, must story be I read a few months wired. ago that a family made like an eight-year-old run a marathon. I mean, 26 miles? I, I don't even know if I believe that. I forget how old the kid was. Well, but. a marathon in, in one day, one shot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget how many hours oh, he did it in. Oh, I don't believe that. Oh, no. let, let, oh, wait, over two weeks, maybe? No, no, no. Sleeping in hotels? I mean. No, it was, you know, the best marathoners can do it in a couple of hours, but I don't think it was. Uh, not an eight-year-old. Well, they, I don't know they if don't... he was eight. It was a child, but I forget how old he was. I don't remember the age of that. This is an eight-year-old that climbed El Capitan, but not a. I don't remember how old the kids was that ran the marathon. But still, ha- you'd have to why be, do you do this? You'd have to be past puberty. to Let their kids have a childhood. Don't try to involve them in your glory for records. Narcissism is more powerful than uh, anything. Clearly an incredible, so. Incredibly powerful force in people. And you can't right. dislodge it either. You can't cure it. We'll take a walk into Bidenville when we return for some new audio. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.